1: Pakistan's former Prime Minister Imran Khan has been in the news several times in the last week, all to do with the jail sentences he's receiving from Pakistan's courts. According to Khan's telling, this is about Pakistan's military keeping him and his followers out of power, because an election in Pakistan is coming up today, this Thursday. So in this quiz shortcut, we'll take a look at Pakistan's recent political history, the jailing of Imran Khan, and what might happen now. Squish Shortcuts is your backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Tai.
2: And I'm Claire Kimball. If you've seen
1: Pakistan in the news this last week, it is almost certainly because the cricket star who became the Prime Minister, Imran Khan, has been receiving jail sentences for this whole gamut of criminal cases, Claire, from corruption to incorrect marriage forms.
2: And we're going to get to Khan and those criminal cases, but the reason that we're talking about Pakistan today isn't just about Imran Khan. There is this general election, Alex, as you say, being held on Thursday, and by itself, it's really notable because Pakistan is the fifth most populous country in the world. It has 231 million people.
1: Exactly. And those general elections are today, Thursday, the 8th of February. And Imran Khan's political party is actually running in those elections, even with its leader in jail. So we thought it would be a good moment to step back and take a quick look at Pakistan's political history as a way to explain what is happening right now.
2: And the first big thing to note is that Pakistan Pakistan's military has played a huge role in the country's politics and continues to do so today. That story goes way back to Pakistan's independence, which happened in 1947. Pakistan was part of the colony of British India until after World War II. Uh, At that point, that part of the world was divided into an independent Indian state and an independent Pakistani state.
1: Right. And upon independence, Pakistan adopted a parliamentary system of government similar to Australia's But that system didn't quite last as long as hoped. By the early 1950s, there were tensions between the Prime Minister and the Governor-General at the time, and in 1953, the Governor-General dismissed the civilian Prime Minister.
2: That's been described as setting a real precedent in Pakistan's politics, which over the next several decades, seesaw between military control and civilian rule. And throughout this time, there have also been allegations of corruption and cronyism thrown around.
1: There have also been assassinations as well. A military leader was assassinated in 1988, while Pakistan's famous female civilian leader, Benazir Bhutto, was gunned down in 2007.
2: Yeah, and Bhutto is really notable because she was the first woman to be elected to lead a Muslim-majority country, and her death was a really big deal. It led to protests and also a surge in support for her former party in those 2008 elections.
1: To sum it up, and this is a massive oversimplification, but Pakistan's politics have been a bit of a mess, and while Pakistan has been in a period of civilian rule since that 2008 election, that doesn't mean that things have been smooth sailing.
2: Certainly not. And a good example is from 2016 when the Prime Minister of Pakistan at the time, Nawaz Sharif, was named in the Panama Papers, which was a huge leak of documents that showed leaders from around the world engaging in tax avoidance and corruption, Uh, also some big business leaders. It wasn't just pertained to politics. Um, A year later, Pakistan's Supreme Court banned Prime Minister Sharif from holding public office.
1: And the thing to know here is that one of the opposition politicians cheering on the court and the prosecution of Sharif was none other than Pakistan's most famous cricket star, Imran Khan. We will learn more about Khan's political career next.
0: All
1: right, Claire, first up, who is Imran Khan?
2: As you pointed to, Alex, it- sensation as a cricket player. Uh, I, of course, am a child of the 80s and the 90s, and he was just such a big deal internationally as the captain of the Pakistan cricket team. Uh, He was very successful through that period with that national cricket team.
1: So Khan is already a popular national figure, and he'd always had public political opinions, even as a cricket star. But he makes it official when he sets up a political party called the PTI, which stands for the Pakistan Movement for Justice. That happens in 1996.
2: And the stated aims of the PTI are to move Pakistan forward towards an egalitarian and modern welfare state, uh, as well as implementing anti-corruption laws, which is why Imran Khan was one of the loudest voices condemning Prime Minister Sharif as he got caught up in those Panama paper leaks in 20. 20- and, 17.
1: and then in 2018, Pakistan goes to an election, and with support from the military, Khan's party comes out on top. He is elected as the 22nd Prime Minister of Pakistan.
2: And look, we won't go into all the details of Khan's time in office, but the general theme was Khan moving away from the United States and towards Islamic Gulf states like Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, as well as re-establishing ties with Russia.
1: So that was on the diplomatic international side, but on domestic performance there was a lot of grumbling from within Pakistan And in April 2022, the opposition parties banded together and passed a no-confidence motion against Khan. The central claim from those opposition parties was that Khan's government was performing poorly on economic and social matters within Pakistan.
2: Yeah, and so with that no-confidence motion, Khan was out. And because Khan was such a popular leader with many people in Pakistan, his removal led to mass protests across the country. And this is where things
1: get a little murky because Khan initially claimed that the United States was pulling the strings behind the scenes to get him kicked out of the leadership.
2: Yeah, the United States, of course, does deny this. Mm. Um, There isn't any evidence to support those sorts of claims. But it was part of this powerful narrative that Khan was using to rally people behind his cause. His party were very keen that even though he was hitting legal troubles, that they stay connected to that cause. He travelled around the country and he called for early elections so that he could be reinstated. All of which
1: sounds pretty dramatic, but in reality, the drama was just beginning because over the next few years, Khan was hit with dozens upon dozens of criminal cases, many of them alleging corruption from his time in office. And he was also shot in the leg in an assassination attempt.
2: Yeah, really dramatic, Alex. So mm. by the time we get to 2023, Khan is arrested over one of the criminal corruption cases. That led to widespread riots from his supporters. Alex, I have a very clear memory of waking up to do the Squiz News run and seeing these images coming from Pakistan of him being arrested mm. on the steps of one of the courts where he had gone to deal with some of his legal issues. Mm. So that was a really turbulent time. Um, Of course, as we look at all of those cases, Khan was then ultimately sentenced to three years in jail for selling state gifts.
1: That was the first sentence that came through last year. But if we look at just the last few weeks, Khan has been handed jail sentences in several other cases, including a 10-year sentence for sharing information and most recently a seven-year sentence for violating marriage laws in Pakistan.
2: Yeah so Khan is being hit with all of these jail sentences and as we said at the top this is all leading into Pakistan's general election. Uh, I guess the big question really is for many people what does it mean for the election and also for the chances of his party? And the first thing to
1: note is that independent election observers do not have high hopes for this election. Because of the crackdown on Imran Khan and his supporters, some people have said that it is one of the least credible elections in Pakistan's history.
2: Yeah, and of course, we've been talking a lot about Pakistan's military and how closely tied they are to the country's political history. The allegation from Imran Khan and from his supporters and from many observers as well is that military interference in politics is the reason that Khan is being targeted by some or all of those criminal cases. So that is also bubbling up as we get into this election.
1: Again, the military denies that. But whatever the case, Khan's PTI party is being attacked really, really hard. And as a result of that, their popularity has begun to fall. And, Claire, it actually looks like a familiar name could return to power.
2: Yep. Welcome back, Nawaz Sharif. (laughs) So, of course, as he got dumped out as Prime Minister, he actually left the country, but he has recently returned. And he is and his party is a candidate in these elections. So, um, of course, he was caught up in that corruption scandal, but it looks like he and his party could emerge on top in this election.
1: Which would be a massive change in fortune for some. Someone who has already been the Prime Minister of Pakistan three times before. This would be his fourth time. And it would also signal a change of heart for Pakistan's military.
2: Yeah, so they were behind the push to get him out and seem to be the ones who are allowing him to have another go at it. Uh, It really is a big change of heart.
1: All of which makes this election a fascinating one to watch. And that is our shortcut on Imran Khan and Pakistan's election. Now, onto our recommendations. Each week Claire, we do recommendations on further reading, watching or listening related to the topic of the shortcut. And for me this week, if you want a deeper dive into the different parties contesting the election and their policies, Al Jazeera has a pretty comprehensive explainer piece.
2: Yep, it's good to get into those explainer pieces when you're trying to make sense of these sorts of things. Uh, the BBC has a podcast series from back in 2018. It's about the assassination of Benazir Bhutto, of course, Pakistan's first female leader. She really was a groundbreaker. Um, it's a good one, Alex. Shavon reminded you and I of that as she was talking to us about what's happening in Pakistan. I listened to it way back when it really is a good one and it does hold up.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Shavon and we will have the links to those in the show notes. And that is it for us. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at the squiz.com.au. Thank you for listening. we will see you next time. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.